Recorded live. Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, across the nation or around the world. Once again, you are listening to the VMware Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is number 566. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today, I have my regular co-host, Matt Longeth. Today is Wednesday, August 4th, 2021. Matt, how are you doing today? Eric, I am well. You know, as we talk about, you know, all things, you know, EUC, workspace, work from home and whatnot, there's sort of like that marketing pitch behind it, right? And, and then you come around and through some of the things that I've been able to, to interact with as far as the TAM side of the house, you actually see and hear about some of these deployments, right? So, and these aren't mm-hmm. small deployments either. These are 5,000, 10,000. I just was talking with a customer this morning that has... 14,000 iOS devices out there deployed globally and looking to add more. So certainly we've come, I think, a little bit about with, you know, this whole entire work from home initiative, remote work, uh, working from from outside of the office. And I think that extends to, you know, not only our current work environment, but events as well. And to that uh, space and to that particular topic, we have the VMworld events teams with us today. But before we get to those introductions, sir, as always, how are you? How are things out on the West Coast? And what is the color of the bay? Uh, thanks. Thanks, Matt. Uh, I would say that it's been a beautiful sunny day today in uh, Cal- Northern California. The weather is perfect. Uh, not too much wind. So if you're if you're coming out to California, expect a nice mid-70s, 72, 73-degree day, day. If you get it in the morning and you have your coffee outside, it's like only 65, 70. It's beautiful. And the color of the bay is just a, a nice smooth green. So we've got a, a nice smooth dark green, which is about as good as it gets. Sometimes it's brown and ugly, but uh, today it's actually a pretty nice sunny and beautiful day. So can't complain. I'll throw it over to Corey Romero. Corey, how you doing today? And uh, how's the weather in Utah? Hey, Eric, I'm doing great today. Uh, weather in Utah has been absolutely beautiful. It's been a little hot, which is great, right? I think we're kind of getting the, uh, the the heat over from the California fires, but uh, that's just a joke. Um, the smoke has disappeared from from uh, California, so which is great. So we've got clear skies. And um, for VExpert and VMTN, I've got some updates for that. Um, VExperts were holding a webinar with Cloud Health Secure State, and that's going to happen next week. Also, we were supposed to have the uh, VMware um, uh, VExpert Awards go out on the 13th, uh, but I'm going to aim for earlier next week. So don't have a specific day. I just have to go through all of the denied applications to make sure that they're um, denied for you know the, uh, the reasons that uh, fall into our policies. And then uh, I'll push the go button and the emails will go out. And I'm um, excited uh, to bring in all the new V experts. Um, as far as VMTN is goes, um, our VMTN community platform, communities.vmware.com, has been updated for all of our email templates. So if you've seen those and uh, and, um, and and kind of seen how they how they were versus our Drive uh, platform, uh, they've been all updated for uh, compliance with VMware and our policies and sites and colors and graphics. And they also the entire VM world or um, uh, VMTN site has been updated as well font-wise to match VMware.com. And it just looks much, much nicer. So uh, yeah, those are my updates for today. 
All right. Thanks a lot, Corey. Well, um, and with that, uh, I will say that, uh, you know, we're talking about online events and uh, we're talking about being online, the masking in California, we're now remasking uh, indoors. So uh, I think we're all going to experience, you know, the online environment as we, you know, go throughout the rest of 2021. And, uh, and I think that uh, coming back to the VM world online and the events team and VMware calling another online event i think that has uh, made a lot of sense because uh, clearly the globe and vaccination rates across the world are also kind of marching forward slower than we would hoped and so uh we're going to bring the events team on the show today and talk about uh what's happening in the world and i gotta do a shout out to them before they even start uh, uh and saying thank you to all of them because these guys this is their job to run the events right and uh, i think they don't uh, appreciate having to do everything online with digital platforms as I think they would love to go to a conference and a venue just like all the rest of us would. Matt, uh, don't you agree with me that like we do these online events and we're kind of sad because it's not going to be a real event. But can you imagine the teams that have to work on this and which we have them here now to actually build all of this? And this wasn't their day job either. This is now a new footprint for them. So I think this is a kind of we got to say thank you for actually doing all the work they do behind the scenes to just do an online event. I think in some way it's sort of like getting, I mean, maybe a bad analogy here, but getting called up or interviewing to go uh, teach, let's say, Spanish in an elementary school. And you end up, once you, you arrive, you're going to go and speak or teach German to a, a bunch of high school seniors, right? It's languages and it's teaching, but the execution probably gets mi mixed in the middle. Yeah, of course. I mean, these individuals that we have with us today, you want to talk about pivoting, right? And, and changing job and operational roles through, throughout the last, of course, you know, previous VMworld event, and then what they have to do for, for you know, this coming one that we have here in, in a couple of months. I'm sure there's been some tremendous operational challenges as, as we've moved over from, you know, in-person you know, to this virtual platform and to deliver it at a world-class level as they do. And I'm sure that we can we could dive into a little bit of that background. But yes, a, a tremendous challenge and, and they have well executed as, as we'd seen uh, at last year's event. And I can't wait to hear about some of the improvements and you know just the overall platform of things to offer that we have coming up here at the beginning of October. All right. And final news thing before we start, uh, VMworld, VMworld Schedule Builder opens Tuesday, September 9th. So mark your calendars. You can go in today. Content calendar is already open, as we've discussed before. So go check out all the sessions. We've got a lot of VMware code sessions in there. we got a lot of V Brown Bag, VMTN sessions in there. And then there's just a lot of other sessions. So go check that out. Content calendars open. Schedule Builder open September 9th, Tuesday. Go mark your calendars. Um, not that critical because, obviously, um, a lot of the sessions are streaming, but there are paid sessions uh, that are out there. You can get a package. So go mark your calendars. Calendars uh, there. Tam Day registration opens on 0906, uh, and then Tam Day will occur October 4th, and of course VMworld October 5th through the 7th. Uh, go check that out. Go to vmworld.com. And with that, we will introduce our guests. Uh, we have three amazing event people on the show today. Uh, Allison Crooker, she's Director of Event Marketing. Amanda Johnson, Director of Event
Event Technology, and Sandra Hahn, Senior Director of Events Management. So we got them all those three. So we'll do the traditional, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you worked at VMware? What do you do here? And how many VMworlds have you been to? We'll start with Allison Crooker. Allison, welcome to the show. Cool, thanks for having me back. Um, let's see, this is, yeah, this is my fourth VMworld coming up. And I've been at VMware about the same amount of time. I started right after uh, the 2017 event was executed. So yeah, I wanted to make one quick correction just so we get our dates right. Um, the schedule builder feature of the content catalog is actually going live on September 8th, which is a Wednesday. Ah. So oh. Yeah, so you yes. were saying, yeah, so Wednesday, September 8th is when everybody can get in and start actually putting all of their favorites into their actual calendars because um, the content is available right now for you to favorite and start planning. Excellent, excellent. All right, well, perfect. And uh, listen to the VMware Community Podcast. We'll guarantee to make you late, right? So make sure you mark your calendars at the 8th. Um, so let's move on. Amanda Johnson, Director of Event Technology. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, all right, my intro. I have been with VMware since the day of the AirWatch acquisition, so a bit over seven years. Um, and I've been to six VMworlds so far. And um, I too look forward to bringing a new VMworld and a different virtual experience this year, as well as returning to onsite someday. So, Amanda, what piece of the VMworld show do you kind of manage? Um, so event technology. So I actually moved into the event tech role in February 2020, thinking a better registration process was going to be my biggest hurdle. Um, so my team builds uh, the virtual platform and all the integrations and we get it on there. Yes, that's more like you're going to be teaching Mandarin, not even, yeah. a, not even a, a language that you can even come close to understanding, right? Like, yeah, that's awesome. Well, welcome to the show. And then last but not least, Sandra Hahn, Senior Director of Event Management. Sandra, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So I have been with VMware just over nine years, which means that I have been to, I, I can't actually count, somewhere between 15 and 18 VMworlds when you look at both Europe and the US. Um, but for me, I was usually attending um, in a different capacity. So this is my first full year um, working on the event from the event side of the house. I've usually been a stakeholder. So it's been a really interesting ride. I've learned a lot. And um, yeah, I'm certainly, you know, looking forward to returning to in person, but I've got a lot to learn when we do that as well. So um, super excited to be here. Yeah, nice, nice. I know I'm I started in 2006. I think I caught the two, the 2006 so like a week after I started here. And then uh, then if you add them all up, I'm like I think I'm over 20, but I just lost count. And uh, like Steve Harrod said before he left the company a while back, he was like I've been to so VM so many VM worlds like I just don't I don't know how many they are anymore and I don't know if I want to do any more so I quit. So, <laughs> so it was like that. That was uh, that was his exit statement. I was like we love Steve Harrod. He's over at a VC now, but he helps out helps out a lot. Uh, okay, so first thing on the agenda, and uh, maybe Allison, I'll talk to you because we talked last year about the VMworld event. What would you say, you know, we can we can first say we've talked about the fact that COVID isn't going away. Uh, some of us grumbled when we heard that VMworld was going to be online again this year. 
but it turns out based on the Delta virus and just the, the, the slowness of international audiences getting vaccinated, right? Like I know it's New Zealand and Australia, they go, these guys haven't even been vaccinated when I'm talking to community members. So I think, uh, did you guys have a lot of pain in deciding whether to be online again this year? Um, why don't we just talk to that uh, maybe for a minute or two? Uh, how did that play out? And uh, our, I think right now we're kind of glad that it's turned out that way. But uh, what did you guys have to weigh when you're making that decision? Yeah, and of course, I'll, I'll do a sentence or two. And then Sandra and, and Amanda played a critical role, right, in making that determination as well. We work pretty well as a great event senior management team and try to do everything as cross-functionally as possible. But from a content standpoint, you know, there were some, there were a couple of things. One is um, we are able to reach a larger audience, right, with, with, with a digital version. There, so yes, the pivot was great. Yes, COVID vaccinations are precluding us from being on site in many countries and in many ways. And there is actually a really great benefit to being digital for a lot of our IT admins who, one, their companies aren't going to send them um, maybe, you know, as on mass again, like they used to years back. Um, so budgets are tighter. Uh, so having a digital event that's more affordable is really a good thing. Our, our commercial um, as well, who aren't I, VMware IT admins for 24-7, 365. They also wear a lot of other hats and aren't going to necessarily come to an on-site event. We saw them coming. So there were a lot of benefits to the digital event, which I don't think we want to just throw away, even when we do move more and more to in-person. Um, so from a content standpoint, I also was like having that balancing act. Um, but from an attendee perspective, as well as from a VMware um, kind of perspective, maybe Sandra, you can also talk to, to that. Yeah, you know, these decisions are made long before we're ready to execute against them, right? And so as, as we were looking at what was in front of us, I think, truth be told, right, there was probably more optimism about around where the world was going to go at that time. But you're also making a decision with the world that you're living in as well, right? And I think, um, you know, ultimately, we, we made the right decision, which was to go with a digital event. And as the world has played out, um, that's been the right thing to do. But, um, you know, you were talking a little bit about the attendance and, and those pieces, right? I mean, I think we're also faced with some challenges, right, that we didn't face last year around digital fatigue. And so um, as we think about hosting this event in a digital format, I think, um, you know, as much as we would have liked to have said, we're going to we're gonna go ahead and we're going to have an in-person event, we, we knew the challenges that that could present. And so we, we made the decision for the digital one. Um, but we're also faced with, you know, some of this digital fatigue, right? And so one of the challenges we accepted in making this decision is, how do we um, make what we did last year even better? And how do we make it even more engaging? Because um, we are faced with a year of us sitting in front of Zoom and a year of us staring at our machines. And so how do we make this compelling content? So I would say, um, you know, from an event perspective, um, to your point earlier around the languages and the learning, right? I mean, last year was certainly a learning, but this year is a learning too, because we've got to look at things through a whole new lens. So, um, you know, it is interesting and it is challenging. You look at some other vendors that are, are attempting to go in person and I'm waiting to see what announcements they may or may not make um, as we are looking at the changing world, right? And so for some of these companies, I think they 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 were pretty bold and, and it did cause us to pause and say, okay, gosh, it's pretty bold, but I think they may end up pivoting as well. Um, you know, there are 
things in the works to have small in-person events. And so I, I did want to put that out there that while we made a decision to go digital, we also were very cognizant of um, people's desires to come together. And so stay tuned. There'll be some more information coming out about around some small, possible, safe ways for people to come together, maybe five or, or 10 people to um, you know consume some of the content. So we are still being very considerate of um, you know, people's desires to, to have that in-person element. So that's a lot out there, but I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, All right, and I'll, I'll flip it over to Amanda just to say so, and we'll transition a little bit to like, so, you know, they're telling you we're going to do this again. Uh, what did you learn from a technology perspective and what do you see uh, that one of your, some of your challenges were, and then what do you see yourself you know, excited about coming into this year's event? I think the biggest thing, you know, we all felt last year um, when we went online was maybe we didn't feel as connected to each other in our communities. So that's really what we took as our biggest challenge coming into VMworld 2021. How can we make those hallway conversations part of VMworld? How can we make people feel connected to each other rather than looking at the screen? Um, so this year we are bringing in a VMworld Slack as well as something called VMware Talk, which is actually a really cool internal VMware built prod product that's like a clubhouse. So you might wanna have audio conversations, you might be more into having text conversations on chat. Um, however you wanna connect, that'll be available for you this year at VMworld. Yeah, that's 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 great. I know that uh, we tried to do a little of that in community last year, and it's nice. Uh, but it would be great if it was integrated into the show because there's just so many more people at the show that you get to kind of bump into people that really you didn't plan on seeing. And so I like that idea. I like the idea of maybe having some place that you can go watch announcements in that chat world, where you know there's like st structured content that tells me what's coming next. Uh, Matt, what do you feel about that? Well, it's talk about the Slack integration for a second. So how do we see that working? Would each particular session have its own sub, sub excuse me, sub Slack channel where maybe where we could have the, the you know, uh, participants join into the channel. And then if it's a recorded session where the presenter could be interacting with um, the audience, if you will, or, or are we going to maybe also have, you know, broader topics, uh, you know, EUC, DevOps or whatnot? Mm -hmm. How do we see, you know, managing that, the, all of those, those channels and, and who's going to be responsible for channel moderation and, and, and whatnot? What, Slack's such a, a great, powerful platform, but, but how are we going to take that next step for, for the enablement for the event? Yeah, and I'll, I'll say, Allison, jump in when you want on this one. Um, but obviously at VMworld, you know, we're thrilled to bring hundreds and hundreds of sessions. Um, there aren't going to be hundreds and hundreds of Slack channels. So every session, though, will tie to a Slack channel. So if you're in that those session details, if you're watching on uh, the live TV player, you're going to see what Slack channel is most tied to that session as far as topics. And then there's also, you know, some more fun and uh, surprising channels where you might have some more open conversations that don't necessarily flow with the content. Right. And, and Matt, just to, to throw back in there, um, we thought we talked about this for the community stuff as well. And we had that idea. Then we realized that, oh, wait, for every session, there is a chat, I think, available for the session during the session play. So we don't really have to have Slack channels for every single session, because if you want to go talk on a session, I think there's a way to do that. But maybe yeah. I'm wrong on that one. 
Yeah. You are right, Eric. So we, as you know, we have a lot of different session types and we have basically three different platforms. You know, there's our Simulive, we call our Simulive content. It's broadcast via a player and it has a Q&A, moderated Q&A section. Then we also have our Zoom sessions, which are a lot of session types within there. Those have your typical, you know, chat and moderated Q&A if you're a webinar. So we, there are lots of other ways besides in, in including Slack that to, people can communicate that, especially within each session. I think Slack was brought on to really help that across session kind of communication right. Um, happen. Right. I know we're having a community Slack channel that all the VMUG and us and the experts will all be there. So that way, you know, we can just man that and be part of the conversation. People can drop in and it's not session dependent. It's more kind of like the village, you know, or the community booth space where you just Slack ends up acting like the place that you can come in and say hello and meet meet the people not based on topic, but based on just community itself. So looking yeah, forward. Eric, I think you nailed it with that VM village comparison. I if you've been to VMworld in the past, uh, hopefully it feels a lot like that. Yeah. And I wanted to also point out on the staffing part of it, and Sandra, correct me if I'm wrong here, but we are looking at really kind of coordinating. Um, so so the, the, the staffing part of this in session is taken care of a lot by our um, franchise leads, so the speakers, you know, there's a pool of content technical experts that will be staffing those in-session methodologies, chat, Q&A. Um, and for the Slack channel, I believe we're looking at the demo personnel and the PMMs. Is that right, Sandra? That's correct. So we're looking at bringing in the demo zone captains as well as, yes, PMMs to be able to staff and answer questions. And we'll have some surprise and delight in there as well. So, um, but yes, we're definitely going to be looking to have our, our experts across, um, across the company joining us in the Slack channel. Yeah, that's the one thing that I have seen just watching, you know, sitting back through COVID and watching Zoom and everything mature, that that the events that I have been through, like speaker events or just, you know, all hands or things like that, people have gotten actually good at having kind of like surprise and kind of music or slides that kind of, sh or comedians that drop in and do things between the events. So I think the, the, the event you know, narrative where it's not just a Zoom call, a Zoom call, a Zoom call, but they actually try to do surprise and delight stuff has made the kind of the, the, the all hands and kind of things I've been to that have been organized from a bigger perspective, pretty nice and a nice experience. So is that what you guys are trying to do along the surprise and event, kind of like surprise and delight experience? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Slack is obviously one of the elements for networking, but when you're talking specific to surprise and delight, um, there is a lot underway. Um, there'll be some announcements coming out here in the next week around, um, you know, some speakers to be looking forward to, but um, some things I'm not going to share, right? We need people to, to register and join. And there will be, um, gosh, a, a variety of surprise and delight. I think I would just say um, it's not the VMware you expect to see. 
That's that's fun. I know, Matt, that uh, we've been talking about what we can do with the experts and the community members just to give them something to do midway through the a session. So last year for VMware Code Sessions, for instance, we had you know, 25,000 people sign up for the VMware Code Sessions. We were really excited. We're like, oh my God, this is going to be five times bigger than we've ever had you know, for the, for the code stuff. Uh, but then when we actually looked at actually how many people came and watched the whole session and engaged, right, it was the two to three thousand which we would have normally expected right uh and so what we've learned is that there's one thing to register and sign up it's another thing to like open up your zoom and come and engage and fee feel compelled and feel excited about another day in front of my computer right and so i think that that stuff is important right and i know that we've been focusing on giving away random stuff so we, we put some budget around uh the vendors that we can auto ship things and then coming in and asking some questions in slack chat and just kind of going hey great yeah we're going to send you a shirt or we're going to send you stuff so that there is this way to feel like it's more than just sitting through uh, five hours of Zoom calls. Right. I mean, I would say to Amanda's earlier point, right, the biggest challenge we gave to ourselves was how do we make people feel more engaged, right? How do we provide that um, networking opportunity, the ability to to bring it as close as possible to an in-person event? So um, I think that people will be surprised and, you know, hopefully um, delighted, right, um, by joining the event this year and just the ways that we're able to connect with one another and the ways that we're able to have some fun together. Right. All right. Well, we'll switch gears and uh, Matt, you can jump in here, but uh, this kind of goes towards Allison, I think, because Allison, you still kind of manage a lot of the sessions and track stuff. Uh, tracks this year, you want to just run down what the tracks are for people if they're listening and then anything interesting about tracks that uh, might have changed this year, or maybe it's very similar. I know we pre-recorded everything last year. They were well received. Uh, what's happening with tracks this year? Yeah, so we are coming back with most of our tracks from last year. There's some tweaks to the names, but still the same. So we have our vision and innovation track, which is where our Office of the CTO content um, is being offered during the, the Simulive and On Demand. As uh, We're also in that vision and innovation channel having our general session, our solution keynotes that we're working on that we'll see if we're able to uh, offer, but we are working on some kind of larger cross-solution keynotes. Um, we're working on them, so hopefully we actually get to execute on that. Vision and innovation is the first channel. Then we have multi-cloud and app modernization. We have end-user services, which is our VDI, kind of it's the more technical kind of content. We do have anywhere workspace content, mostly in the vintage vision and innovation channel, but a couple spread out through uh, other channels. So that's vision and innovation, app modernization, multi-cloud, end user services, networking, security, am I missing? And we have a new channel called Inspire Change and Inspire Change is where we're having our professional development, our uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion content, as well as our environmental social governance kind of content. So we have a full lineup of Simulive content under that as well. And if I missed anything, Amanda or Sandra, tell me. Uh, there are eight channels. And this year, those eight channels, those eight tracks, or how you can find your content within our content catalog. You can also this year look at our topics. So aligned across tracks are some more storylines that we're hoping people identify with. There's, you know, we've worked a lot on trying to bring the outside 
in strategy instead of just aligning to what our product structure is here at VMware. We really want our attendees to be able to identify with the problems that they're facing and just look for the solutions to those problems as opposed to you know, I'm a vSphere person and I want to hear everything that's vSphere related. Uh, so we're trying to balance that with our new new, new um, attendees as well as our kind of V experts and the people who are tried and true uh, product focused. So we're offering all of that as a way to to get to the content. So little little tweaks, but pretty much what how you found our content last year, you'll be able to find it again this year. So, Allison, we talk about content, right? And, and half of a VMworld presentation for me or that VMworld experience is that keynote from, from those executives. And obviously, we've had a, a change in leadership here with, with Regu now at the helm. So how has that been different for this team as far as interaction and planning and maybe a little bit different of strategy uh, as how things were handled with Pat. Obviously, Pat, a seasoned VM world veteran out there on, on Keynote on, on day one and whatnot. But Ragu, this, I wouldn't say that he is, you know, not new to the VM world experience, but definitely new to, to the role, so to say. So, how, how has your, been, your interaction and the team's interaction been with him? And is there any insights that you can give us as far as what and how he might be delivering his Keynote this year? Well, I mean, I'll say from a content standpoint, um, and also even from a production standpoint, the general, you know, Ragu is a seasoned executive, right? So it's very much very similar <laughs> to working with um, Pat. It, and from a content standpoint, the development of the storyline, you know, how we're going to include customers, because that's very important across all of our session types this year is really a focus on the use cases. So we have a lot of customers coming to talk with VMware experts this year um, and, and by themselves about how they use and why they use uh, VMware to solve the business challenges they're facing. But the general session in, in, in specifics, you know, once again, it's 55 minutes long, so it's a pretty tight, concise um, execution across a storyline, very high level, similar to what Pat would do as well. I don't. I really haven't seen a lot of difference there. There's some obviously uniqueness. They're different people, so there there's a uniqueness uh, to the general session this year that I think everybody will want to tune in to see. Both from a production standpoint, we wanted to turn it on its head a little bit, as well as from a content standpoint because Ragu has his own directives. Um, but I, you know, I think that really. It's been very, very kind of the same process, um, a thoughtful process as to what the messaging is going to be for his debut um, as CEO on the VMworld stage. So we talk about the external theme, right? The, the external theme this year being imagine that. And you had brought up, you know, how we want to incorporate customer stories into some of these in executive narratives and whatnot so that they're linking regardless across BUs. Is there more of a general theme as far as the internal comms for the executive staff that we've tried to, to be focused on or, or just something that we're trying to push above and beyond how we're looking at, you know, customer interaction and customer stories this year, you know, as we tried to, to, showcase these new products and, and and platforms that are out there across BUs? I mean, 
I would this is I I would say that VMworld always has been and and this year is no different um, an opportunity for us to share our strategy and and direction right it's an opportunity for us to bring thought leadership to the market so I would say as we think about um, regardless of what the theme is that's always been the intent and so I would say there's no change this year to your question specific to customers. We've always had a tremendous customer representation at VMworld. I would say what's changed this year is how do we let attendees know what to expect before they get there, right? Because we do, we have incredible customers. We have incredible brands that join us and tell our story. And I think sometimes it's a, you've got to show up to find it. And I think one of the things we're trying to focus on this year is how can we let people know who they can expect to hear from before they get there? But I would I, I would say that the focus on customers um, has always been there. You know what we're finding is we just have more and more that are willing to stand up and tell their story, and so you're seeing that come through uh, in the content and the way that we're doing it. But um, we've always had incredible customer representation, and that won't change. If anything, like I said, you're just seeing bigger brands and and more more people willing to come forward and tell their story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is an interesting topic um, because uh, I've been here a long time, right? So I was here when Diane and Mendel were on the keynotes, right? And there was a there was a theme of Diane and Mendel. Like Diane would get up and do the business stuff, but then Mendel would get up and just geek out, right? Like I mean, he I I'm surprised he just didn't get up and start coding while he was on on the keynotes because he was just just super geeky. Uh, then we went to Paul Moritz, and Paul Moritz is kind of like a Microsoft. What company are we acquiring? Kind of thing. Then we went to Pat, and Pat was like a nice blend of that. Right. Uh, but it's very high level kind of, you know, vision. Pat was always the vision, you know, um, and I see Ragu is this kind of like this customer. What are customers buying? What are they using? How are they using it? And let's get excited about what those customers are actually doing. So having worked for Ragu for a few years, I find him, you know, refreshingly kind of geeky like Mendel, but very customer focused. So I think it'll be exciting to catch the keynote, register and come watch this if you haven't you know this is a vm world you should check out because i think i think ragu is a very very considerate caring person but he's also kind of like this nice blend and i'd put him a little bit more towards the customer and geeky tech side of the house than pat would have been which i think would be fun for a lot of the people that are listening to this show so uh i i like that uh that that's my impression and it sounds like you guys are saying for very similar. So Allison, thanks for addressing that and uh, giving us a little bit of insight. I know you can't, can't say much, but I, I do, I do, I do think that Ragu will be good for our geeky audience. All right. Uh, with that, um, I, I want to go back to Amanda uh, on the tech side of the house before, uh, before we, we continue on. Um, when we're talking, um, I look at social media, Amanda, and uh, last year, HOLs kind of trended down, uh, keynotes trending up, right? Uh, because if you think about it, I can do HOLs online. You know, we have HOLs online most of the time now. So um, so I see HOLs trending down, but then keynotes and, you know, watching the keynotes, do you get nervous when you're talking about having 20,000 people come in and click and start watching a live stream? How are you guys managing to keep everything live? And are there other things that, from a technology perspective, keep you up at night? There's nothing that keeps me up at night more than making sure, I mean, we're, we're testing for 100,000. That, that's what we test for. 
uh, over and over again. Um, anytime something changes with our setup, we're gonna test it again. And yes, what, what is my biggest nightmare? Even like a five second glitch, um, I my heart would break. Right, right, all right. Well, at least you're experiencing that. Mm -hmm. um, are you comfortable? Are you guys confident? We will be confident. We, I'm never gonna say that. Who am no. I? I'm someone who's uh, very well, risk averse, right. and you know, uh, we're not gonna say we're confident till you know <laughs> the second we're going live. <laughs> and I would, I would add to that just quickly. From you know, we are offering a ton of different types of content. Like, no, I don't think anybody really realizes we have seven over 700 Zoom sessions going on. You know, like it is a huge live event. Um, we focus on the broadcast and the and the, and the Simulive, which is very right. important as right. well. But there's this like other monster, right? This beast right. with code and partners and press and some, you know, very specific programs for specific groups and then all the meet the experts. And now we have tech plus tutorials, which are deeper dive live sessions. Um, so when you say HOLs trended, trended down, I also, I think, I also think it's also because there's so much more going on. And like you said, you can kind of get a, a guided workshop experience-ish yeah. right. online already. So, and they're also small. They're only a hundred people each. So we can't fit 10,000 people taking guided workshops either. So, so, so there are just these different parameters, I think, that right. come into play. Um, I, I yeah, just, that, that, that hits another point that I meant to ask, which is globally, right? We're doing US, we're also doing uh, Europe, uh, and then APJ, or I think it goes US, APJ, then, then Europe, right? Yeah. So you also have to worry about that. And there are a lot more live sessions this year. And we should touch on the fact that th last year we had a lot of the community sessions uh, behind the paywall, right? Where this year, all of that stuff is going to be uh, live sessions, but outside the paywall, which is a different mix now, right? Which would, which has to deal with more higher volume. And then the three different geos that have to happen as well, right? Yeah. 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 All right. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know. Who, Amanda, we'll go back to Amanda and say, yes, right. Like you have to deal we're with all yeah. this. We're, you know, I want a hundred thousand people in one minute tested in every single place that we're connecting you. So that's what we're going to test for. We pulled it off last year. We were ready for you. Um, there were absolutely no problems. I want to repeat the same. Nice. Nice. Yep. Yeah. So I think that's, that's something to call out as the community stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I think I should probably hit Sandra, but maybe this is Allison. You guys have to decide this question, which is there's a lot of, there was VMware underground last year. There's a lot of the ancillary events that are happening. Um, do, do we want to just do a shout out on some of the kind of classifications of things people should be looking for this year? I know we have the VExpert party. We're going to do an ancillary uh, uh, Zoom event for the VExpert party. Are there other things that are out there that we should just do a shout out to? Yeah, I mean, from a how people engage this year, I think we've made um, some changes, right? I think last year, given it was our first time putting on an event like this, we kept it pretty true to its core. And as we look at this year, we're bringing in a lot of um, additional programs into the platform. So in the past where you may have gone off platform to participate or engage, there's a lot more we're bringing into the platform this year. 
So, you know, once you've joined the event, you're going to be able to touch a lot more audiences and, and people in different ways. Um, always there's ancillary programs that are happening and we're well aware of those. Um, I think we're still finalizing on some of those programs. I think, Eric, for this community, you've got a pretty good handle on the ones that they're interested in. But um, we're always looking at what are the things that don't make sense to happen in the platform and how do we you know, make sure we've got awareness of those. But I would say um, last year to this year, people are going to find a lot more of it happening within the event, um, trying to bring it back to or, or closer to that feeling of when you're on site. So I think fewer ancillaries, more of that taking place in platforms. So once you've joined, you know, Amanda's ready for the 100,000. We've got all the, the programs to um, to accommodate it. All right. Uh, follow up with that. Is there even is there a paid offering? I'm sorry, I should probably know the the answer to this. But uh, Sandra, is there a paid offering this year and what does it have? Sure. So and, and Alice can probably speak a little bit more to what's behind it. But similar to last year, we do have um, a paid opportunity this year. It's the Tech Plus Pass. Um, it's coming in at $299 USD. And it is a lot of that one-to-one -one expert engagement. And I know, Allison, you know, you're managing this with, um, you know, to, to the detail. You can probably speak to all of the opportunity behind it. But yes, we are offering another paid pass this year. Yeah. And uh, specifically, go to vmworld.com to see the full list of all that's being offered. But generally, it is our, as, as Sandra said, our one-to-few. So our Meet the Expert. Um, program is part of that, uh, where you get to hear about the new features and changes that are being done to our products and ask directly to the engineers about the whys of, of the changes being made or the what's you want to have changed. We also have our one-on-one -on -one consultations with GSS um, going on again, where you can really have this time 30 minutes. Last year it was 15 minutes, but that wasn't long enough. So now you can get 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one interaction with the GSS support to ask your specific questions. So our Tech Plus Pass holders who are generally our users, right, our heavy users, can actually come in and have that private engagement that they really need to, to move their specific issues forward. Uh, we also have the new session type there, Tech Plus Tutorial. So this is our longer form, more kind of interactive demo heavy uh, sessions where people can see a demonstration and ask specific questions. And we also have live demo sessions this year. So in addition to going to the demo zone uh, where you can go check out our VMware products uh, along the same eight tracks that I mentioned before, we also have these live demo sessions that you can go to. Uh, this is not behind the Tech Plus Pass. I'm sorry. I'm just, I just weaved out uh, quickly out of the Tech Plus Pass. But I, it's a new session type that I'm very excited about because people will be able to not only have a Tech Plus Pass and ask specific questions about a specific product, but also outside of the Tech Plus Pass, we still are offering these live demo sessions throughout the day where you can ask a specific question about a specific product. So we're trying, you know, Tech Plus is really a great place for you to get that technical uh, education that you want and you're used to getting from VMworld. And we also wanted some of our maybe new users to also not totally miss out. So there are a couple of ways you can do it, even in the uh, general pass path. Yeah, I know that last year, uh, I did host, you know, technical sessions on Raspberry Pis and ESX on Raspberry Pi. And it was 20 people in the in the in the room. So people could ask questions and engage. And uh, yeah, 15 minutes would be kind of short, we did 45 minute ones. But it is uh, your chance if you want to spend that extra money to go 
and actually engage with real people and get time with them and, you know, work along birds of a feathers type of there's other people that have similar problems that come join that to that's expert session. So not only do you get to hear from the expert, but you also get to hear what other people have experienced in that same space. If you've got an NSX problem or you got an NSX challenge you have that you want to resolve or you're architecting for the next year, you can come in in that session and people are having conversations in chat and you might even actually meet and create relationships with people that are working on that same challenge much like you would do if you went and saw a session, but I actually think you, you get a chance to chat a little bit more directly with everybody versus in live events, you'd be in a session room with a hundred people. And at the end of it, two or three people would stand up, ask maybe a couple of questions where with, uh, with, with chat, you can actually actually get to know some people that are doing the same type of stuff you're doing. So kind of useful to have that. Uh, Matt, uh, I know we're coming up at 1250. We got about five more minutes with our guests. Anything that uh, you would like to ask? So I'd like to go around the panel and, and ask the following. The, obviously, the, our, our guests here know all the facets uh, of the, the, the site and the program and what's out there. And they probably might know those individual little unique features and events and venues and know, functionalities or, or things that are out there that might not be utilized to the event, to the capacity that they should. So I'll, again, I'll go around the panel and I'll start out with Allison. What is something that you think that that's out there that doesn't get the credit that deserves? And it's a really neat functionality or really neat offering that that's out there this year that doesn't necessarily get the attendance or the visibility that it, that it should for for its uniqueness and offering to the community. I'm going to go back to what I said, which is our, our live program, our live offerings, our, what we call our Zoom-based, right, offerings. We offer a lot of content um, in that program. So the higher level business strategy sessions, you know, that are simulive and broadcast on the player, are great, but if you're in part of the community, right? You're a V expert. You want to be a V expert, and you, know, you should really look at the Tech Plus um, Pass because there's 700 sessions, you know, kind of behind that that really speak to what our community needs. I think what the V expert community um, is really looking for. So. And Sandra, over to your your, your thoughts on a. a a facet that might not be utilized to the extent that it should be or, or something out there that needs a little bit more visibility than it currently has. You know, yeah, I don't know that it's a facet as much as I don't think people are aware and Allison, you've touched on this a little bit, how robust the program actually is. Um, when I came to the team, I was shocked. I, I described it as I said, this is this is the in-person event, but it's online. Like I think every element of what you can expect to find on person is presenting itself in the platform in some way, shape, or form. So whether it be the networking, whether it be the you know the one to few Allison that you talked about, whether it be the caliber of speaker or the breadth of topic, it's when you look around, what you find is that we have taken the in-person event and brought a piece of it to this digital platform in some way, shape, or form. And so just um, really the the robust offering is what is most surprising and people probably don't realize when you just look at it surface level, you have to dig in and, and realize there is something for everybody and whatever you did on site, short of a sandwich, I can't deliver you a sandwich in the digital platform, but whatever you consumed on site, you're actually able to consume through the way we've presented the program. 
So sure, absolutely taking the time to go through that content catalog, mm-hmm. seeing what's out there, what we can do to, to fit into to those particular elements. And we'll figure out next year how to get you, you know, beer in a sandwich digitally, right? We'll just, we'll take that as our challenge. 3D printing to the next level. It, it's coming, right? We, coming. we just need it. Uh, <laughs> It's going to be the, the beer and sandwich fling. I can see it now it's, from the office of the CTO. Yep, it's in progress. I'm going to hold you to it when we have this conversation next year, Sandra. Excellent. Sandra, <laughs> over to you. What, what's that technical element that may, you may have seen or that you've been working on with your team that doesn't necessarily have that visibility out there on, on the homepage that you think is really unique and, and you know that next level thing that we've offered out there for this year that people should be taking advantage of? So I'm not going to say it's necessarily next level, but there's a point between, you know, people register, people come to the event. Um, I think there's an experience to be had if you come back to your profile page, log in before the event. There's some things that are added. You might see a poll up there. You might find an opportunity to weigh in about what happens at VMworld. Um, Now you can add your photo that you might use in Slack. Uh, Like they were saying, you know, you can plan your schedule. So there's more that you can do to make your event experience better if you just go ahead and come on back a little pre-event um, and then one little nugget during event. Um, if you're a fan of emojis, you might find yourself using those this year. Fair enough. So, so not only get in the registration early, but then stop back in a couple of times prior to the event to put your voice out there, get your profile set up and look at sort of, you know, setting the direction for the event and giving feedback to the team from what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Eric, I'll throw it back to you. Any final questions right. for the team? Uh, not really. I think uh, I'm excited. I kind of getting warmed up to this. I, I, I think we'll have to, to make sure that everybody gets to listen to this because thank you guys for doing all the work you do. And um, I'm, I'm just getting excited to hear about uh, what Ragu has to share. Customers uh, go look at uh, doing the paid. I uh, like the idea of actually getting to say hello to people and engaging. So, and I know we're going to be on live sessions as well. So, and we're going to be doing the Red Bull staying up you know, for I think it is 48 hours last year, because when you're doing these across the across the globe, you do have to stay up. And I tell the team it's it's no worse than taking a red eye over to Europe, right, where you have to sit in a plane for 18 hours or whatever it is by the time you travel from airport to airport. So it should be fun. And it's always good to see everybody and uh, get to say hello to everybody, uh, which we don't get to do regularly. So, yeah, that's it. I think so, Matt. I think we can uh, transition to V Barbecue and just get everybody. Thank you for listening all the way to the end of the show you can go to vbarbecue uh, youtube.com slash vbarbecue and uh, give us a like and a follow if you want to because more people will see the show uh, and with that we'll talk vbarbecue so I guess we'll go around the room first with our panelists you get to tell us either what's your favorite barbecue shop in your area uh, do you like barbecue and uh, do you have a favorite barbecue recipe one of those three is fine Allison we'll go with you Okay, I'm getting ready to move from California to North Carolina, and my favorite barbecue in North Carolina is Steve's in Graham. Nice, very nice. Well, that'll be a that'll be a shift. Another one leaving the Bay Area. I've I watched. I think it was um, uh, one of our one of our tech people in the digital team moved. To, I think to North Carolina, and she has a monster house now. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. Like like you living in castles over there versus California. So Sandra, what barbecue well, do you like? Eric, I'm sorry, I have a follow up. We can't just let that go. Now, if we would happen to be in Graham in North Carolina, Allison, and we're at Steve's, 
what are they known for and what should we get off the barbecue menu? You got to get the collard greens. You got to get their mac and cheese and you got to get their vinegar based, slow roasted barbecued ribs. Oh, oh, that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah, that is a that is definitely a South vinegar based barbecue, right there in North, Southern California. We got the we got the rubs, right? Uh, Texas, they got their sauces, uh, and then in the East Coast, you get you get some weird stuff like vinegar based uh, barbecue. Sandra, what's your story? Yes, well, you know, little known fact: Allison and I are pretty much neighbors. So, Allison, if you haven't been to Hazy, okay, yes, so Hazy Barbecue over here in the East Bay is my go-to barbecue joint and uh i love the cauliflower they do this grilled cauliflower with turmeric and and it's delicious and so it's not i know it's not the meats i do love the meats we always get the family platter so i get everything but hazy barbecue east bay that's my place allison you have to go before you leave barbecued cauliflower fantastic amanda all right. I haven't had good barbecue in a really long time. I left the South six years ago. I used to live in Georgia and North Carolina, and now I live in Colorado. Um, so the last good barbecue I had was a visit to Atlanta, Fox Brothers Barbecue. Fox Brothers Barbecue. So yeah. no good barbecue. Colorado, they're, they're, they have cattle in Colorado. You should be you able know to- You know, they do. I just don't think they understand how to do the sauce. I'm not sure what it is. It just it doesn't work out here. We are going to hear from our audience now. I know. I actually put that out there and I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. I pick on Texas all the time, but that's okay. I don't think anybody listens to the end of the podcast anyway. So it's all great. Uh, Guys, thanks a lot for coming on the show. We will promote and uh, please let us know if you have questions. Hit Corey Romero if you have the expert questions. Go register. We are tracking registration and it does help us understand what extra budget we can apply to it. If we get a lot more people registered, registering. Uh, that's good. And then secondly, if you can help us, if you're a V expert and you got a blog, uh, we want to talk about why to come during the show and actually go to the sessions that you've put in schedule builder, or at least start using schedule builder. Because again, we got 150,000 people register. I think we had 80,000 come to the show last year. We'd like to get 150,000 people to register and 150,000 people to come in and say hello and engage with us. So uh, help us out. Uh, Corey's going to be asking for blogs. Uh, we'd love to get um, the push on not only registering, but also coming and engaging and having fun and fun. Finally, Sandra, I know you can't answer this, answer this but uh, who's going to be the, the 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 party guest this year? You know, like an uh, or you know comedian. Can you get Lisa? Is it going to be a rock star, a comedian, <laughs> or any kind of anything? It's going to be a lot of everything. So uh, um, we we aren't going to have a band this year. We are going to have instead uh, a lot of guest speakers, a lot of names that you're going to know. And stay tuned because we announce our first one next week. And so there'll be um, lots of speaker names that you recognize. We're going to be dribbling it out between now and VMworld, but our first name drop comes next week and you're all going to know them. You're all, I think, going to love them. So keep your eyes out for that one. That's super cool. I like that. That's a great strategy. With that, we're done. We're going to go have our lunch. It is one o'clock PM in California. So it's time to go eat some barbecue. Matt, Allison, Sandra, Amanda, thanks a lot for being on the show. We'll be back again next week. Thank you.